Namo Buddhaya. Welcome back to Monks in the Morning from Colombo Dhamma Friends of Mahameonawa. The monks here are so happy to get to spend time with you now. It's really hard to find people in the world who are interested in learning and practicing the Dhamma. We love that you care enough about your future that you would spend time listening to these Dhamma teachings. We know that even as kids, you may have many stresses in your lives. Maybe you're having a hard time in one of your classes, or maybe kids at school are teasing you or making fun of you, or maybe your parents yell and curse at you. Even as kids, we know that life can be very difficult. So this time that we spend together, we don't want you to think about these things. At least don't worry about them now. While we're meditating and listening to suttas and sermons, we can just try and focus on the Supreme Buddha's teachings. If our minds are relaxed, then we can learn easily and maybe even learn ways to overcome our stress and problems. Do your parents ever scold you? Do they ever accuse you of things that you haven't done? I hope not. But if they do, how do you react? Did you know that it's possible to not get angry at people who scold us and wrongly accuse us of things? Today, we'll learn from the example of the great Arahant Sariputta and see how he endured terrible abuse from his mother. We'll also recite the Surya Paritta, so get your chanting book ready or click on the show notes link to follow along online. Now let's take the refuges and the precepts. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Namo tasse bhagavato arehato. Samma sambuddhasse. Namo tasse bhagavato arehato. Samma sambuddhasse. Namo tasse bhagavato arehato samma sambuddhasse buddhang saranang gacchami dhammang saranang gacchami sanghang saranang gacchami Dutiyampi buddhang saranang gacchami Dutiyampi dhammang saranang gacchami Dutiyampi sanghang saranang gacchami Dhatiyampi buddhang saranang Gachami Tatiampi Dhammang Saranang Gachami Tatiampi Sanghang Saranang Gachami Sadu 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 Say after me. I observe the precept of 
abstaining from killing beings. I observe the precept of abstaining from stealing. I observe the precept of abstaining from sexual misconduct. I observe the precept of abstaining from telling lies. I observe the precept of abstaining from taking intoxicating drinks and drugs with the refuge of the noble triple gem. I observe these precepts for happiness in this life, for rebirth in heaven, to escape from the sufferings of sansara. May it help me. May it be a blessing. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Lives of the Great Disciples Arhant Sariputta criticized by his mother. Let's imagine that you're a mother or a father and you have a child who's become a monk. Would you be happy or sad? What if I told you that that monk was an arahant? Would you be happy or sad? What if I told you that that son of yours was the chief disciple of the Supreme Buddha, Arhant Sariputta. Would you be happy or sad? I think you would be very happy. Why? Because your family would have so many blessings, right? So many chances to learn the Dhamma. So many chances to offer dana to the Mahasangha. If Arhant Sariputta was your son, he would come any time you had Dhamma questions. But here's the amazing thing. Arahant Sariputta's mother hated the fact that he was a monk. It made her extremely angry. And what made her especially angry was that all of her children, all of her sons and all of her daughters had become monks and nuns under the Supreme Buddha. It didn't matter that all of them had become arahants. Still, she was very unhappy because she wanted children that could take over her wealth, 
children that could take care of her body. She wasn't thinking at all that her children could take care of her mind. So one day, the Arahant Sariputta was back in his home village of Nalaka, going on alms round with other monks. And when he went to his mother's house, she invited him in, gave him a seat, and as she was giving him food, she harassed him. She yelled at him, saying, Ah, look at you, you're a beggar. You eat people's thrown away food. If you can't get food in one place, you go from house to house among strangers. You even lick off the food that's on the back of the spoon as it's being served to you. Really nasty ways of insulting, isn't it? These were her thoughts as she was offering dana to the Mahasanga. She blamed him, saying, Look at you, you gave up 80 crores of wealth, all this gold, all these possessions you gave up to become a monk. You've destroyed me. Now, go ahead and eat. So is this the way that we teach you to offer alms food? No, (laughs) not at all, is it? When we offer alms food, we should think about the amazing qualities of the Sangha. But that's not what Arahant Sariputta's mother did. Even though he tried to teach her, she wouldn't listen. She was so stubborn. Then she gave food to the rest of the monks, saying, Ah, you're the people who've made my son your slave. Eat now. (laughs) So she even insulted the other monks, who weren't even her children. But the Arahantsariputta just silently accepted the alms food, knowing that even in this horrible way, his mother was collecting merit by offering to the Sangha. So he ate silently and then went back to the monastery. When they got back, Venerable Rahula went to the Supreme Buddha, and the Supreme Buddha asked him, Oh, where did you go? And he said, Ah, I went to the village where my grandmother lives, reverend sir. Now, see what a close relationship Venerable Rahula had with the Arahantsariputta, that he took the Arahantsariputta's mother as his own grandmother. It's very sweet, isn't it? Even though she abused him, still he had that pleasant mind towards Arahantsariputta's mother. And the Supreme Buddha asked him, well, what happened? How did it go? And Rahula explained what a terrible situation it was. All the abuse that the Arahant Sariputta's mother gave. Then the Supreme Buddha asked, well then, Rahula, how did your preceptor respond to his mother? And he said, Bhante, he didn't say a single word. And the Supreme Buddha praised this. So later on, when the other monks found out about this, they were discussing it in the Dhamma Hall, saying, it's amazing, the wonderful qualities of Arahant Sariputta. Even when his mother abused him, he never got a bit angry. So as they were talking about this, the Supreme Buddha came by and asked them, what they were talking about. And they 
explained that they were praising the qualities of Arahant Sariputta. And the Supreme Buddha said, yes, this is exactly how it is for these Arahants who have completely removed evil wishes from their mind. They're totally free from anger. So then the Supreme Buddha recited a verse that we find in the Dhammapada, verse 400. Akkodhanang vatavantang silavantang anusadang dantang antimasarirang tamahang brumi brahmanang He who is free from anger, observant in proper conduct and duties, virtuous, without craving, self-controlled, and bears his final body, him do I call a Brahmin. Now, this verse is especially important when we talk about Arant Sariputta because he came from a family of Brahmins. And his mother was a Brahmin. And she worshipped Mahabrahma. And she thought in that way she was being a true Brahmin. But was she? Did she have proper conduct? Was she virtuous towards the monks? Was she without craving? Was she self-controlled? No, none of those things. So even though she called herself a Brahmin, she wasn't. In the way that the Supreme Buddha understands what it means. But her son was a true Brahmin. He never got angry, no matter what people said to him. This is a wonderful example for us to follow, isn't it? It's really hard when people are criticizing us to not get angry. In fact, it's hard to not criticize those people back. When someone starts pointing out our faults, very quickly we think in our mind what the faults of that other person are, don't we? Then we try and criticize them. Now, this Aransariputta, She said terrible things to him, didn't she? And he could have said, No, 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 mother, that's not true. (laughs) Don't say those things. But he knew there wasn't any point. He knew that with people whose defilements are so strong, sometimes just practicing equanimity is the best thing to do, isn't it? When we know that someone's mind is completely corrupted, it's better just to to leave them alone, isn't it? So, as we go about our day, we need to keep in mind the Arahant Sariputta. As people talk to us and say things to us that we don't like, right away, instead of thinking about criticizing that person, we need to think about the Arahant Sariputta and how calm and peaceful his mind was. Because if we can make our mind calm and peaceful, When someone is criticizing us like that, a couple things can happen. We can very honestly and happily look and see, ah, is what that person says true or is it untrue? Are they accusing me of doing something that I did or are they misunderstanding? Are they blaming me for something that I didn't do? And if we realize that they're blaming us with a good reason, then we can happily think, ah, Good that I've found someone to point out my faults.
if we look and we see, mm, I don't think that's true, if our mind is very calm and we don't get angry, then we can say to that person, ah, friend, I, I think there may be some misunderstanding. I, I'm sorry that, uh, that you think that, but I'm not sure that what you're saying is true. It's a very nice way to respond, isn't it? If we don't have a calm mind, we might even yell at that person, saying, don't criticize me. Don't say those things. That's not true. You're a liar. You're wrong. Right? If we don't have a peaceful mind, very quickly, we can start to yell and shout at people. So, today we had this chance to learn about the amazing life and mind of the Arahant Sariputta, how he never got angry at anyone. So, may we remember this story, may we remember this Dhammapada verse, may we think about it, and may we try and practice in this very same way. Through the power of this merit, may we soon experience the supreme bliss of Nibbana in this Gautama Buddha's dispensation. Sad, sad, sad. Namo Buddhaya. Surya Paritta. Discourse given to the Sun Deity. Turn to page 35 in your chanting book. This Paritta tells us about a time that the Asura named Rahu captured the sun god, Surya. Surya is a disciple of the Supreme Buddha, so the first thing he thought to do was ask the Supreme Buddha for help. We can find this incident in the Sangyutta Nikaya, in the chapter on young gods. Now let's chant together. Evang me sutang Ekang samayang bhagava Savatthiyang viharati jetavane Anath pindikas arame Tena kopana samayena Suryo deva punto Rahuna asurinde nagahito hoti Atakosuryo deva putunto Bhagavantang anusaramanu Tayang velayang imangatang abhasi Thus have I heard on one occasion the blessed one was living in Savatthi at Jetavana at Anatha Pindika's monastery at that time Surya the sun deity was captured by Rahu one of the kings of the Asuras, thereupon calling to mind the Blessed One, Surya the Sun Deity, recited this stanza. Namote Buddha Viranthu 
विपमुतोसे संबधि संबध पटे पन्नोस्मी तस्मे सरनं भवाते ओ बुद्ध दहीरो I pay homage to you. You are completely free from all suffering. I have fallen into trouble. Please be my refuge and help me. Atko bhagwa suriyang deva puntang arabha Rahung asurindang gatahi ajbhasi Then the Blessed One addressed Rahu the Asura in verse on behalf of the deity Surya, thus Tathagatang arhantang Suryo saranangato Rahu Suryang pamuchasu Buddha lokanu kampakati O Rahu Surya has gone for refuge to the Tathagata, the Arahant, O Rahu, release Surya, the Buddha's radiate compassion on the beings of the world. Yo andhkare tamase pabhankaro Verochano mandali ungatejo Marahu gili charang antalikhe Pajang mamrahu pamucha suryanti O Rahu do not swallow the dispeller of darkness, the shining one, the radiant one with mighty rays. O Rahu, release Surya, my son, the traveler through the sky. Atko rahu asurindo suriyang deva puntang munchitva tarman rupo yen vepachitte asurindo te nupasankami upasankamitva sangvingo lomahathjato Ekamantang Atthasi Ekamantang Titang Khorahung Asurindang Vepachinti Asurindu Gathaya Ajbhasi Thereupon Rahuda Asura Release the Deity Surya 
and immediately went to the presence of Vepachitti, the leader of Asuras, and stood beside him, trembling with fear, with hair standing on end. Then Vepachitti the Asura addressed Rahu the Asura with this stanza. Kinnu Santar Manova Rahu Suryang Pamunchasi Sangvingarupo Agamma Kinnu Bhitova Tithasiti Rahu, why did you suddenly release Surya? Why have you come here trembling? And why are you standing here terrified? Satadhame phale mudha Jeevanto na sukhaṁ labhe Buddha gātha bhigito mhi Noche munchaya suryante I have been spoken to by the Buddha in a stanza requesting me to release Surya. If I had not released Surya, my head would have split into seven pieces. If I lived, I would not have had any happiness. Ethen sachen suvatte hotu By this truth may they be well-being It was great to spend time with you again today. We hope that you learned something new, and we really hope that you can use what you learned as you go about the rest of your day. Now, even though we're not arahants, like arahantsariputta, still, we can try and have patience with those who scold and blame us. So, today, we've collected lots of merit by body, speech, and mind. And when we collect merit, we like others to also be happy thinking about the good things that we've done. So, may our teacher, Lokusoya Hunksa, may our parents, our relatives, our friends, all heavenly beings, all departed relatives, may they all have happy minds thinking about the good actions that we've done today. May they soon experience for themselves the supreme bliss of Nibbana in this Gautama Buddha's dispensation. Sad, sad, sad. Namo Buddhaya. 